The Wexford Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara's a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about next week. Really I listened to Dancing at the Crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get me Counties like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chair. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through thick and thin. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Wexford Hurling Podcast. I'm Gary and I'm here as always with Ben. How's the form, Ben? Very good, Gary. Have you been enjoying the club championship over the last month? Yeah, very, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable if you're a Ferns fan. Yeah, you must be happy enough for Ferns' performances so far, topping their group, five wins from five. Yeah, very, but the, the business end starts now. Business end starts now. Well, we don't have a hurler of the week this week, but uh, an honourable mention, I think, to Lorcan Nemo, who got eight points from play in Owlert's seven-point win over Atmure in what was ultimately a relegation semi-final. Uh, so now Rathnewer will play Glen Barrentown in the relegation final and it's uh, it'll be a loss to senior hurler losing one of those teams Ben won't it? Yeah but but that's the nature of it Cut, nature cutthroat of it. nature of it so it'll be a good game I'm looking forward to watching it Yeah and, and favourites for the whole thing you can't really say anyone but Ferns can you? Well there are, there are five teams I think who could win it in my opinion Oh, Who, who are the three that can't? But <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, all, all three, all eight could possibly win. <laughs> I believe it's between five teams. But and, and you're not no. going to name the the three you don't you don't think of a chance. Certainly not. <laughs> anyway, last year we chatted with County Board Chairman Michal Martin and learned about the plans in place to bring in a director of hurling to lead the high performance plan for hurling in the county. The purpose of which is to develop model players, coaches and teams to consistently achieve success at the highest level. The man brought in was Niall Williams, who started his post in October 2022. And we're delighted to have him on the podcast to find out a little bit more about himself, his role and the roadmap to hurling success in the county. Ben, of course, had to start by trying to question Niall's allegiances. Here's our chat with Niall. Right, Niall, uh, a Westmead man. Director of Hurling in Wexford. In that m- memorable day in Wexford Park, a couple of months ago in Wexford Park, where Westmead defeated Wexford, where were your allegiances? Well, I can categorically say they were 100% with, with Wexford. I was suppose, as a Westmead man, been waiting a long time for Westmead hurlers to have a a result of that sca- a scalp like that, you know, watching them for, for so long, but... I definitely didn't want it, want it to happen on that day, but it, look, it, it happened. I was there watching it and 
I suppose, just cut, couldn't, believe, couldn't believe it, what I was seeing, I suppose, from a perspective that on the one time, I suppose, that you'd be there supporting Wexford against Westmead and then Westmead pull off, pull off a win like that. So, yeah, it was it was a big shock now. It was a big shock. Would you be, would you be thinking now, I'm the director of Harlan now, so next year we beat Westmead, I'm immediately improving things. Well, I don't think Wexford haven't beaten Westmead in the last two years. I think they drew with them last year and lost to them this year. So, and Westmead are after getting relegated. So, I definitely won't be in that that position now going into going into twenty twenty four. Wexford won't be in that position going into twenty twenty four, where they'll have to play Westmead in the championship anyway, depending on the league, Division One A or Division One B, Division One A or One B, whatever side of the draw. I'm not too sure if Wexford will be playing Westmead again now next year. So. We'll have to wait and see what that looks like in 2024. Right. You want to just tell us, for people who don't know, who who are you? Well, sure. My name is Niall Williams. I'm originally from Delvin in County, County Westmead. So I'd be actively involved in hurling and that for, I suppose, working full time in sport for maybe over 20 years now at this stage. I was a development officer in with Dublin GA for maybe 12 or 13, maybe 13, 13 or 14 years now at, at, at the time. And then it would have been five or six years then as coach education manager with the Camogie Association. So as was, I've been actively full-time working in sport for the goods of maybe 18 or 19 years and would have actively played hurling, hurling and football with me, with me club, you know, for as, for as long as I could before the, before the hip the hips came in and I moved down to Wexford in I think it was February 20, 2020, just just before COVID started. So we'd just kind of re- relocated down here. And I suppose I was appointed director of Hurling with Wexford in October 2020, 2022. So that's how I how I landed in the role, as they say. Director of Hurling. It sounds like an important role, but what what exactly is the role? Yeah, look, it definitely sounds like sounds like an important role, but I suppose the role itself materialised out of a high performance plan that Wexford would have put together in around twenty twenty one, and part of that plan was to appoint a director of hurling, and I suppose with that role then was to try and ensure that. The implementation of the high performance plan that was that was put that was put together and that that plan is something that's that's in place that's actively evolving as 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 we look at all the different areas to try and work and put plans in place to try and progress hurling as as much as we can in Wexford across all areas particularly in around player development and coach development would 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 be the two the two main spaces that are active at the moment and trying to have a progressive a progressive approach to do, to those areas so that we can I suppose in, in enhance the level of everything that goes on across club and county and the plan that was put together in 2021 um obviously before you joined would you have much scope to make changes as you see fit to that or would you have done a review on it or is it mostly about imp- implementing it and making sure it's done right I know definitely the the original plan would have been you know strategic. It would have had you know main focuses. There would have been 
focuses in in relation to technical, tactical, physical, and psychosocial to ensure that all those areas were were getting the level of development that would be required for all players and all coaches. The areas themselves, there is there is elements of flexibility there, so we can kind of look at different areas to try and ensure that everything is being covered. I would have direct link. We have a hurling advisory committee and we we would kind of speak and work through the plan and see what areas need to go go after first and our priority that would then help enhance the next area or the next stage that, that, that we'd have to look at. So particularly at the moment, it is across coach development and player development, and it does link into other areas as well. So, you know, there would be a good element of of reviews in relation to maybe when I first came in, the, de the development squads and the structures that are in place with those and getting familiar with, with what's happening on the ground in that space, trying to ensure that there's enough resources and enough support available so that our development squads are, you know, working towards what they want, where they want to be. And they'll be working alongside Ray Harris. He's head of games. JJ Doyle would be the talent development lead from, from a hurling space. So I'd be working closely with them, but they, they'd be the people on the ground trying trying to ensure that everything is in place for the coaches and the players to be in a position for them to develop throughout the academy season. So there is different areas looked at depending on when on when they arise, but predominantly it's in around player and coach development consistently. When you came in first, like you obviously wouldn't have had a, you know that much knowledge of what's going on in Wexford specifically. But did you go in and say spot what, what we're doing wrong? Uh no, I'm I, I everything wrong now, but I yeah, you know. yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you're saying. No, look, I, I suppose I I'd come in, I, I suppose I've been in Wexford maybe three years now. So and I I would have been I suppose very familiar from a from a hurling perspective. I'd have been involved with St. James is there for two years as coach when I first came down. And then I would have been involved with the with, with the Martins last year. So I would have had a you know a good insight to intermediate hurling and senior hurling, you know, as was the clubs, the levels that the clubs are at, the players that 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 were in the clubs. And I suppose from a perspective of areas, no, I suppose I I done a lot, I'm doing a lot of listening, listening to a lot of people, looking at what's what what's currently happening. I definitely would feel that you know there's a huge appetite for hurling within within the county at at club and county. You know everybody is really honest in in their feedback and honest in their thoughts. And you know ultimately from a county perspective, everyone wants Wexford to do well and trying to you know ensure that that happens and putting putting that in place. And I suppose then like with the clubs themselves everyone is actively working working so hard to try and ensure that their club is you know developing across across all the spaces on the field and off the field so i wouldn't be looking to see what's what's going wrong i suppose i'll be looking to see what's going well seeing can that be enhanced and then seeing is there areas that that can be developed and trying to put a plan in place for those but so far everybody has been you know sound and honest in relation to where they think everything is at at club and county level, but definitely from my perspective, there's been the big focus has been at as was the the development of 
are players that are transitioning out of minor into 20 and out of 20 into senior because I suppose there is a cohort of players there at the moment that you know we mightn't have too many players playing age between 20 to 24 or 25 so the transitioning of players out of under 20 to senior has become on a different road for players it takes a small bit longer potentially to get through you know before it was under 21 and that's an extra year of development and that year gone probably has had a potential knock-on effect over the last over the last few years so it just is taking that bit longer to get players through so what would what would you change then in that situation uh look definitely the the age grades and everything like that that are in place at national level you know 17s and 20s they're what's in place like i definitely think the players that are coming out at 20 you know them get going through their own player development program to try and ensure that they have the skill set and the understanding to know what the next steps are so we'd have the next generation program in place there for those players and we'd be actively working with those players to support them whether that's technically tactically physically to ensure that they're going to be in a stronger place and a better place to make that step up step up and try and to ensure that they're maybe using fresher hurling for the lads that are going to college fresher hurling when you come out of you know school is is a great a great learning opportunity any lads that are playing Fitzgibbon hurling that's another great development opportunity and then I suppose being in and around the senior panels and seeing the level that that everything is at using the two one or two or two or three years depending on the player because I think every player can can develop at different rates that they're really using everything that they get to try and enhance their own learning and their own their own development to be ready to play to play a senior intercounty, but it definitely is just taking maybe that small bit longer now with with the change in the age. And I suppose that's probably what's new. You see it there in Leinster rugby academies and Munster rugby academies that you know they might have a a group of players that are academy players and they're literally just there to be in and around the environment, build themselves up, develop the skill sets required, and then when they get to a particular phase of development it's only then that they're actually integrated into into the senior squad so i suppose we have to be look, looking at what players are coming out and what's their best development pathway to ensure that they're making it through to senior intercounty and is this next gen program is, is that working with the players all year round yeah yeah to to, to, to it's, uh, blocks so if, if particular blocks of the season where where it could be working if you're 18 or 19 so there could be a group of players there that might necessarily make the under 20 squad this year but there could be a good prospect for the under 20 squad next year so just because of their age and different things like that so you'd be working with them for a, for maybe an 8 to 12 week block trying to ensure that they're have the, the strength and conditioning programs required some tactical some tactical and technical areas for their own development and working with them through that, that when that block of work is done, they'll be involved in and around the club again. And we'd, we'd be looking at getting them again at a different time of the year. So there, there would be some level of engagement 
all throughout the year, but it would be in specific blocks to ensure that we're maximizing the time with them and then they get the opportunity then to to go back and be able to work work on the areas themselves, whether that's through the club or throughout the year and the schools, of course, as well. I was looking at the presentation you did there a couple of months ago and uh, it has the dates of sessions for the Next Generation programme. And I have to say, I did I question the dates because it was June, July and August. There was one, two, three, four, five, six sessions for under 19 and 20. And I was thinking that the dates are like the dates when they should be with the club and doing all the work with the club. Is that, am I wrong in that? No, no, you're 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 not wrong on 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 the dates. Definitely, I suppose the the sessions themselves are more educational. They're not really around boots on the ground or being out on the pitch. There could be focuses in and around technical and tactical performance analysis, recovery, nutrition. Sports psychologists would have been would have been in speaking, and the dates I suppose are set to try and support the players. That if look naturally if they're training with their club or anything like that, that that gets that gets precedence. But if they are available or when they are available, when they are coming in, they're actually coming in to to learn. It's not about being on the pitch or it's not going to exert them to to to, to anything that's going to affect how they play in the in with, with their club. So like even their last Wednesday night. Uh, we'd have had a session in the education hub in Wexford Park, so we'd have done some some tactical work in and around setups, puck out structures, defensive setups, forward, forward, forward setups, and that would have been done maybe for thirty five minutes, and then the next thirty five minutes, did have went out and had a look at St Anne's and Fate Harriers were were playing in the park, and they would have then, I suppose came back in after it and they would have outlined what they were seeing as hurlers, how the teams are setting up, what one opposition was doing to the next. So it was just, it's, it's more about learning and development rather than physical work on, on, on the field. But definitely look, the, the timing of it and that, we're, 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 do, we're doing our best to try and find where exactly it'll fit. It is, it is the first year of it. And I suppose like anything, the, the condensed season probably has an impact on on other things as well, but we're doing our best to work with the players that are available and any players that are not available and active at the club. That's okay as well. We'll get them at another block. You can, you can just do all the the hurling stuff during the football season. Don't worry about it. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> but what what is the what what's the buy in like from the players in general? Yeah, look, definitely we'd have been so the under eighteen group. So they're the lads that wouldn't that don't play adult hurling. So they're under eighteen. Their their buy-in has been v- v- excellent. So we we meet with those every every Saturday morning, and they, that'd be a bit more again, you know, learning opportunities. We'd have had a guest speaker in over the weekend working with those players in relation to their own athlete journaling, you know, getting them to understand about their own thoughts in relation to how they performed themselves and being able to acknowledge if they've had a good game or had a had a bad game and where they can learn from that. And the, there'd have been great, great conversations with with the with the lads that were there. And you know, some of these some of these lads are, you know, they're 
they're they're brilliant lads and they know they're hurling and you know there's such a good reading and understanding of the game and some of the conversations that they had were very were very honest they the the 1920 and the lads that are playing senior or intermediate or junior with their clubs or adult club games again turnouts and buy-in have been have been good in relation to everybody is communicating with us they're letting us know if they're available or not we're still linking in with them in relation to their nutrition their their strength and conditioning so you know there could be some lads there that are actively you know with their clubs and their clubs might have strength and conditioning coaches and we're we're linking in with those but there could be other lads playing with clubs that mightn't have strength and conditioning coaches all year round and they're they're leaning more on that aspect and they're linking in with Deck Brown. He's our director of athletic development. We've Gary Miller and Owen, De- Owen Devine O'Grady and David Kyo there as well. So there's a good team of in the athletic development, ensuring that any players that we are that we do have or we are working with, they're getting the opportunity there all, all year round. And what is your thoughts for developing players in regards to that? Under eighteen rule where they can't play men's hurling. Well, look at it. I I think the the minor championship to date, the games program for the minors. You know, the structure that's there in place, like they are actively getting, you know, games at 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 their own age. There probably is a cohort of lads off each team that, or from each club that would have loved maybe to get their their one or two under 18s Ian's playing and you know I'd imagine that would have been that would have been great for them as well but again the decision the decision or for them not to be able to play that's what's working there that's what's in place at the moment is it hindering the players development I I, I don't it, it could be potentially delaying at a small bit for some players but I think lads playing at their age and really you know, setting a marker and a standard and if Wexford are in a position where it has a an unbelievable minor club championship and you know teams battling it out at all at all grades, I think that can only be good for the game and it keeps lads maybe playing that bit longer as well and you know actively wanting to win championships and that with their club. So I think it was the Anns and Len Barrentown were in the under seventeen final last year. I remember being added in Pat's Park. And you'd imagine that there's clubs there now thinking, Jesus, we'd like at under 18, we're going to get another crack at these lads. And I'd imagine it's the same throughout all the divisions. Would it be dangerous for... Because this this rule has got a lot of criticism from people. So um, obviously asking you is your development of players is, is one of your main roles. Is it possibly damaging the participation like a young lad he can play men's soccer at that age he'd obviously he could maybe more likely choose soccer because he actually been allowed to play the game yeah well look i i think it can depend on on what it's compared compared to like if you're an under 18 hurler for instance and there's a good chance that that they're playing both codes you know so it's would be predominantly dual like if you're an under 18 hurler and you're playing your under eighteen hurling, you're playing your under eighteen football, you're on your you're on your school team, you're on your school hurling and football team. There's some of those lads then getting the opportunity maybe to play under seventeen county or under twenty county. Like there is a lot of games pro opportunities there for them. 
there's probably only a percentage of players of that cohort that are realistically going to break onto a senior a senior team straight away. So like myself when I was when I was playing or at that age I you know would have been under 18 playing at adult because because you're allowed to play but I do think that there is loads of games programs there for that particular group. Is it hindering them? I don't think so. If if the attitude is that it's great that we're getting the opportunity to play a minor championship and every team is training two or three times a week for their minor championship, go and get an opportunity maybe to play a few practice matches against other clubs and other counties and using it that way to really, you know, focus these lads in a, in and around minor. Because if they're playing minor, you know, at under 18, there's a good chance that they're going to stay playing the game. So I, I, I think it can be used correctly to really have a vibrant minor championship and teams going about it, you know, twice a week, a match at the weekend, practice matches, going playing other clubs from other counties, all things like that. I think that can definitely help their development. You're only in the role since uh, since October, and it's a new role. Is it what you expected it to be, or are there aspects of it that surprised you since you've started? Yeah, look, I'm only in it since since October. I suppose look, I, I would feel that I, I suppose I'm still finding my feet in in some spaces. So getting the landscape of everything that's actually going on, you know, the the people that I'm working with and the people that 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 I'm involved with, get getting to know them. There, there is some areas there that, you know, I mightn't have thought we're going to we're going to come up. Like I definitely would, wouldn't have thought that we'd be going into the last game against Kilkenny, looking to have to win that to stay in the Liam McCarthy. Like there was no way in the world in October that I would have thought that would be the case. There's no way in the world I thought Westmead were going to be beating Wexford in a senior hurling championship match in Wexford Park. So that them things have definitely caught me. I suppose there's there's a lot that goes on to try and ensure that we have everything in place, like even at twenties, seniors and minors level. Like there's a lot lot of work currently going on at the moment in preparation for November, December, when the teams are are getting back. You're you're looking at the you're looking at the performance analysis side of things, you're looking at the the physio, the strength and conditioning, the sports psychology, I suppose looking to try and make sure that each team have the right environment available to them to put them in with a chance to to compete at at the highest level. So, like even this year, like the minors, you know, Leinster semi final against against Kilkenny got through their group unbeaten. The twenties just unfortunately, you know, missed out against what was you know perceived as a you know a very good a very good awfully team. So, I don't believe Wexford are that far away from anything the small margins and I think every county across the country is actively working hard to to improve and develop and it was we're we're in the same boat and I think if if everybody is is working hard to try and ensure that everything is improving and developing as best as can, I think it's going to give us give us a very good chance going forward. And on that one, like when you say like every county is working hard to try and develop, is there anything you think we're doing different or better than the others that that you know will accelerate us a bit more or like are most are most counties nearly doing the same thing at this stage 
or, or, or do you want to keep the secrets like close to your chest? Well, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, it might be no harm if we don't say too much on that, but I do think we're we're in a strong place. Like, like there's a plan in place, you know, like there is a high performance plan in place. Like it's, it's been supported by, by Wexford GEA and it's been supported by investors. So it's very specific to try and ensure that we enhance the development of Hurland going forward. Everything else that's underneath that is probably the projects and the work, you know, to try and raise the standards of what's going on and go after the areas that need to be developed and improved. Other counties, you know, probably are doing, you know, some stuff similar, but I do think at the moment that we probably are in a position where we're one or two steps ahead because there's a plan in place, because it's so focused. Say there has been an appointment made in relation to a, a director of Hurling, Declan Brown's there, director of athletic development, Owen Devine O'Grady is in place as a GDA for athletic development. And there's an integrated athletic development plan and involved throughout all the schools, the development squads into our minor and into our 20. And like that being in place and that's only going to help. We mightn't see the benefits of it straight away, but I do think if that's going to be consistent it's and, and keeps developing, it's going to put us in a very strong place. And, you know, from, from my own experience to date, you know, being at, you know, some of the county board meetings and that like, it's very well supported by the county board. It's supported by, by Michal Martin, it's supported by the investors, the Hurling Advisory Committee are, are really working hard to, to try and ensure that everything that needs to be looked at will be looked at. Will it be done straight away? It'd be great if we could do everything straight away, but it does take time and it does take different steps to to try and to try and get through it. You spoke about, you know, the player pathway for players having athletic development nutrition, psychology, performance analysis, access to physiotherapy, skill acquisition. Do players regularly have access to all these areas? From a, from as well from an inter-county perspective, from our minors or 20s or seniors, you know, the, a, a level of them would all be in place. What it looks like at minor, could be slightly different to what it looks like at at 20s and again from 20 to senior. So it would be a staged approach. So, you know, performance analysis and that of what it looks like at minor, it would be a stage, maybe one, 20 stage two and senior stage, stage three. So it'd be getting the players used to what performance analysis is about and, and like giving them the opportunity to have it available to them. You know, even with our, our development squads there now, Toby Faulkner would have been in with our in with our senior team as as performance analysis. He's currently working with our development squad mentors and coaches. Games are being recorded. Players are getting you know snapshots of it, so they're going to be more informed as they go through the age group. So when they get to minor, it's not going to be something that oh we've never had this before. So there there's levels of all of them in 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 place currently throughout. Throughout, throughout all the squads and look any any player that's involved with us, you know they they do get the the exposure and the access to the, to those areas. So say a young lad does a 
tough session. And now obviously not all young lads are the same. Not all young lads will have the the greatest background. You know, some lads might have a tough upbringing or whatever. Would those young lads, if they do a tough session, have access to quality nutrition then after after a game or after a hard session? Yeah, well, like from a development squad point of view, from again in in, in inter county level, you know, the the big thing is in and around education. So like we're trying to educate all these players that they that they know what the sh- could be eaten and what they should be eaten, and then you're breaking it down again to to the different levels. So like even there, the the lads maybe that leave leave insert and then they're heading off to college, for instance. They're probably used to being at home the whole time and their their parents looking after them, feeding them, making their food when they go up to college, you know, living in apartments or houses with 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 a group of students their their nutrition they mightn't be just too too aware of what the coder should be eating and maybe having to make it themselves is is a big change so we're even educating them in that space that what does it look like when you go up to go to college you're going to be away for four nights of the week this is what you're bringing up these are the things you could be making to ensure that that's that there's nutritional value in it to put them in a better place than than going forward that they're not ringing of a Tuesday night for a for a Domino's deal or something like that that they're more more informed I, I suppose so the big the big pieces in and around education and you know even with our development squads you know we would we've Arthur Dunn there who's working with our either nutritionist for the both senior hurling and football teams and he he's he's working with the squads also and and the parents so we'd had maybe one or two parents information evenings with the nutritionist so that we're informing them that's going to help their help their sons as well so i suppose the the education of everything is is hugely important how are we trying to elevate coaching standards in the clubs and development squads yeah we we'll look at that again the the coach development pathway is Again, we want to try and ensure that that's actually working alongside a player development pathway. So if, if we want our players to develop, we're looking for our coaches to develop as well. They, from a model academy point of view, and been working closely with JJ and JJ Ray and the lads in the office in relation to putting together a, a model academy, a coach model academy. So that's where all our coaches that are working with development squads would be able to gain access to some formal and informal learning opportunities. So, so they would be giving them access to, you know, particular specialists in different areas, whether that's something tactical on the field, technical office, there would have been different workshops throughout, throughout the year to date. They would have started in, in January. There'd be a community, community of practice then in place where there's opportunity for the coaches to to share information to you know ask questions and and they'd all be in place for the for the for the model for the model academy those are the coaches that work with the 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 inter-county teams and then from minor 20 and senior there would be similar similar level of opportunity but maybe not as many they'd be more specific so our minors, our twenties, and our senior coaching teams would also get opportunity to 
to access to different to different coaches. Some coaches would get access to maybe exposure in other in other sporting environments where they could go up and monitor and watch shadow shadow for a day. We would have had our twenties and seniors in pre Christmas where we'd had different guest speakers in. You know, we're we're lucky that we have some very good resources in 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 Wexford. Again, B- Billy Walsh would be actively involved also. You know, if if and when you know we we have access to him. So anytime Billy is home, he's always available to us to to put to put something in place. And then from the club's perspective, working with James Flynn, he'd be the coach education responsible within the ga- coaching and games office, and and JJ as well. That you know there would be the the Wexford way coaching programs where there would be opportunities with to all coaches at at all levels to get access to informal and formal learning opportunities whether that's workshops whether it's on pitch sessions and then you know the GPOs then would be in place as well and they'd be delivering the Wexford way and the tourist program where they'd be working with the coaches on the ground within their club so I think when all of those are up and going in full delivery and coaches engage with them, I think you will see the progression and development of coaches. Like the game itself is evolving, coaching is evolving. And, you know, we talk about principles of play, we talk about game tactics, we talk about player development, skill acquisition. And I suppose there's so many areas that have to be looked at. But I do think good coach and practice is what's really going to move 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 us forward. And I think if we can get if we can get the landscape that's really focused on improving and developing coaches, it's going to ensure that we have you know more players at 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 the level that 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 we're looking for. And are we get are you getting good uptake from coaches for these workshops? Yeah, well, look at t- t- today. The way as was my own perspective, the way I look at it. It's there for people that want to engage. So if if we've coaches out there that are looking for learning opportunities, want to learn, want to maybe, you know, if there's someone out there that they want, just it'd be great to hear from who 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 whoever it is, like those opportunities will be put in place and 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 have been put in place. And look at the formal learning and the informal learning. I think any coaches that are evolving themselves and developing themselves, they're the ones that will want to engage. And to date, anything that has been put in place, you know, we we, we would feel that, you know, numbers are good and there there, there is a good level of engagement. And I suppose I, I, the big thing is, I think the consistency of it, because what generally happens is that, you know, the season closes down in October, November, and then, you know, coaches will go, They'll do some different education, maybe November, December, January, and then everyone might feel, oh, well, that's enough done, and we just go at it for the year. Where, you know, best practice would show that it's it's actually increments consistently throughout the year. It's where real learning happens for coaches. That you might go to a workshop and think, Jesus, I'll try that now for the next few weeks. That went well. Go to another one, and then over time, it just starts evolving and the coach themselves start evolving and getting a true understanding of how coaching is evolving so 
the game of hurling is the game of hurling and coaching is evolving and we probably have to evolve as as coaches with with the game so there is always room for more coaches on these workshops there yeah look at the the, the, the look ideally you want everyone in the county really embracing it and thinking jesus this is the this is the place we need to go and we're definitely going to get something from it and i do feel that anything anytime anybody goes to something with an open mind wanting to learn they're going to get something from it and sometimes the people that come in and they mightn't be a bit unsure of what's going to happen when they ask the questions that's where the real learning starts happening and good conversations and good debates in and around the game like we were up in ferns there one night and we were doing a tactical session just in relation to you know the new terminology of the plus one which used to be the sweeper but now he's a plus one that the good conversations that happened with Dash around what do you do with this lad or what do you do with this lad and all that. And look, there was, there was some very good talk and, and everyone had a different viewpoint of how of how it could look and every and what everyone was saying in was 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 valid because you could you could see why they'd be saying it and how it applies to how they'd work their team. But that could be different to say, Ben, how you work yours or Gary, how you work yours. But the conversations were good. So basically, this is this can be a plea to all the coaches in Wexford, you know, to to join join these workshops and to 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 learn the way. So you know, for everyone listening, they're going to share it with their their coach friends and their and their clubs. Yeah, look, at I I ideally it'd be it'd be great. I said it anything that's wanted or from a coaching perspective or anything that we can do, like we will actively work hard to try to try and ensure that it happens. We're we're looking to have a a hurling development forum in September. You know, looking to get people in, whether they're co- coaches, administrators, or just people that have an interest in hurling and they feel that they have ideas or something that's going to that's going to help. You know, Im- improve Wexford. We're going to have that development forum and try and ensure that everyone's listened to and try and 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 listened to in such a sense that's going to be able to give us maybe areas that we haven't looked at. It's not a it's it's not a, a county board meeting either to be, you know, we're not going to be able to make too many decisions, but it is a development forum to try and ensure that if there's areas of development that need to be gone after, this is the forum that we can bring it to the table and try and get it through try and get it through the stages required. There's much made of uh players say young players who are more physically developed than others you know so they they'll cream lads at under 12 and it comes to minor they're gone or whatever i was reading there claire are doing bio bio banding where they kind of just for people they group group players together on their their physical maturation as opposed to their specific age are we just specifically going on age or are we looking at that as well yeah, well, we're 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 looking at it as well. So I think maybe last Saturday. So what date is it there today? It's the thirty. Yeah, last Saturday. So the last two Saturdays or the next two Saturdays. I'm not too sure the exact dates, but the the development squads would have done all the or all the information would have been collected by the athletic development team to be able to put them into their into their their ages or their their sizes. And that that is in place. They're going to be working off that for maybe one or two sessions, as well as just to get coaches 
familiar with the concept and for the players to get familiar with the concept because like anything when a small lad is marking a big lad it's there's learning in that you know so if you're a defender and you're you're smaller than your the lad you're marking you're going to be maybe looking to say well if this if this high ball comes in on top of this lad I'm going to break at the ground because I'm not going to be in a position to be able to compete in the air with him but once it comes to the ground I'll make his life hell and then that does something for that player and then vice versa if you're a forward and you're small and you're lively and you have a great touch and you're marking a bigger lad that doesn't like being ran around the place that lad has to get used to that happening to him as well so it's a matter of being able to use all all the strategies in place to ensure that every player gets the opportunity you know to develop at their own rate in at their own in their own space and you know sometimes having the bigger lads on the bigger lads that gives them a challenge sometimes having the livelier lads on the livelier lads that looks like looks like a different game as well so it's just about using all all the areas of development out there to give every player the chance because even from the coach's perspective there could be some lads dominating at training because maybe they're the bigger lads or because they're the the stronger or the better hurlers and some of the other lads mightn't get the opportunity to be seen in the way they should be seen and even if if that happened now over the next two weeks and there's other lads being noticed simply because they're playing on a lad that's their their own size or that that can only help help what's happening as well Ben, you were you were the best of all worlds. You were big and lively. <laughs> That's Ben. Ben, yeah. I never, I never, I never, I never saw him play, but I'll have to take your word on it. What did you say, Gary? I said you were the best of all worlds. You were both big and lively. Still am, still am. Yeah. Now she, she can ask around about me now. That they still talk about yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I'll have, I'll have to, I'll have to look up a few match day programs. <laughs> look at, look at the. Look in the lower leagues. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned about the season closing in October, October, November, but our Hurling Championship, the way it's structured at the moment, like for some clubs, they've actually played their last game of the year and it's only a week after the All-Ireland final. What What are your thoughts on that and, and how, how the structure is? I suppose, look, it, Personally, myself, like I, I definitely don't think if you're a, if you're an adult club player, it to me it's it's definitely not ideal. Like, you know, you have teams there as you said there, Gary, that are going out with the championship this this weekend. So, if you take say the Fate Harriers for 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 instance, they didn't they didn't they finish in fifth place. Like they effectively now don't have an adult club fixture until potentially. The 14th or 15th of March, Paddy's weekend is generally when the league starts in Wexford. So, you know, that's the guts of of 30 weeks where there's where that where those lads don't have an opportunity to to play. I definitely don't think it's it's ideal. Do I have the solution? You know, I suppose I, I don't, but you know, definitely the, the fixtures program and you know, when November comes, when things are being discussed and debate around what championships and that should look like you know I, I definitely think it's something that just needs to needs to, needs to be looked at like I don't know for like those lads definitely aren't playing enough hurling like the six weeks there now like I think the Rugby World Cup 
is going to go on longer than than potentially the Wexford Senior Championship. So I think the Rugby World Cup might be starting in a few weeks. Someone was telling me the other day, and like that probably goes on for the guts of six weeks as well. So it's de- it's definitely not ideal, but but I do think that if we can look to enhance it and you know extend it and get more hurling in the county and as it was even you know more appetite for you know having you know every league game being being a big game and really building up towards championship i think that 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 can only enhance the game and enha- enhance clubs because like when the when the county players are away from the club sometimes you know it mightn't feel like it's the same but again i think it's another great opportunity for lads to develop that mightn't necessarily be getting adult game time in championship because you know the county lads could be back but it, i i do think it is part of their development but yeah i i personally would like would like to see it would like to see it change what the answer is i don't know i i don't know but i'd love if we were able to find a solution for it yeah the, I mean, personally i don't understand myself why the league is isn't taken more seriously because like you're only in two competitions that you can win and championship yeah everything is going to be all about the championship but still if the league is there like i don't understand why teams aren't trying to win it as well as when, when you're only in two competitions in the year yeah yeah and it's not that they're not you know taking it serious or that but i suppose it's just everything is just so focused in and around in and around championship that you know the league the league is there as huge opportunity for development and even trying out game plans or systems of play or puck outs or you know if everyone is using the league in a way that's going to enhance them for championship that's all that's all that's all you're looking for and no doubt they are but i suppose the fact that the championship is condensed over six weeks it probably does put a bit of a race on things i think it doesn't give it the yeah and i, I mean like, it's not as if there's not enough games there's plenty of games in the championship with the groups of six five group games like everyone's getting a minimum of five good championship games but the condensed nature of it, I think that's initially I thought it was great. It was good for dual clubs being able to focus on hurling and then on football. But overall, I think it's just going to be damaging if if there's clubs finished in before August and they're not, as you said, they're not playing another scene, uh, club hurling game until next March. Probably aren't picking up their hurls again. Could mightn't be picking up their hurls again until next January. Like say, even, yeah, like you have the Harriers there, like. They're after beating the Anns and the Martins in a week and they're out with the championship. Like if you told him that at the start yeah. of the year said you're going to beat the Anns and you're going to beat the Martins, but you're not going to be in a knockout match, sure, they wouldn't they, would, they probably wouldn't believe you. Is the hurling reviews for the year is that that's under your remit? Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay, so what, what's entailed in, in the review exactly? Well, I suppose it's 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 looking at all aspects. It's looking at all stakeholders. It's looking at all areas, and it's as it's it's looking to see what the common teams are or common areas that are working well, and though and those that need to be no those that need to be improved and developed. You'll have a chat with players. You'll have a chat with management, and have a look at results. Basically, put them all together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. So that's and then, a, and then a you'll, you'll is it a team team who do it or is it mainly you? Well, I I I'd be collecting all the data and all the information, and then I'd be work, working working them with one or and two. Then, then to, you make whatever a recommendation. 
yeah yeah so i've been putting putting together recommendations into any of the areas that i suppose might need might need support or enhancement or you know stuff that's do, going well to ensure that that actually keep going well because sometimes you know there can be some good things in place and then if players or people move on sometimes that's brought with them and people forget that they were actually doing some stuff very well and stop stop doing that so you make a recommendation but there's no guarantee that it will be implemented oh look i don't think there's, there's no guarantees in anything in in the ga world at times but no i do think like when the when when it's as was developed and a proposal put in place and there's good rationale around it i think it gives it every chance to get through and look at you know anything that will be put through you know or an advisory committee and different things like that are there and we look at you know the ones that are the ones that are important and the ones that are going to add more value but no I, I, at the, at the moment i would feel that anything that's that's coming out and the, the proposal put in place the rationale around it and the value that it's going to offer it 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 does get it does get good top process and it does people people do really consider them. Well, I'm specifically asking as the uh, when the announcement of the senior hurling manager to move on it was put. Oh, we had the hurling review, and this is what we found. You know, <laughs> not yeah, to blame no, you for anything. No, that's 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 a fair point. Yeah, no, look at I suppose some the the senior in the county review like there there is a lot of moving parts in it. As was my areas would have been specifically in and around the performance space. So you're looking at sports psychology, you're looking at sports science, you're looking at medical, you're looking at strength and conditioning, you're looking at you're looking you're looking at physios. So trying to ensure that no matter what management team are in place or what players are involved, that we have to try and ensure that the performance environment is there for Wexford senior inter-county inter players. So that would have been solely based, my whole review would have been solely based in, 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 in and around those, in and around those areas. From a, from a manager and coach perspective, again, they would, they would, they would have been feeding into those areas as well, given their thoughts and what, what they looked like and, and areas that would need, would, would need improvement there. And I suppose from, from the overall review, recommendations would it would it would have come out from it to what 2024 could or should look like going into the going into the 2024 season okay now we obviously we have a hurling plan the chairman reckons it's a good plan Dar egan said himself he reckons it's a good plan a lot of people would ask the question yeah we have a plan but is it actually is it actually good you know is it actually going to work or is it just going to be in a few years, it's just gonna be just gonna be another another thing we did on a piece of paper. Can you convince us here that this is the plan? This is we are doing something properly positive here. And yeah, when, look, when and when and how do we know when it's working? What are the the KPIs to show us? Is that, leaving all the hard questions at the end, or what's happening? <laughs> 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 I think. I, I think my internet connection is dropping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look at not that as was I'm in the position to deliver and implement the plan 
I think as I said kind of earlier on in the in the call, I do think Wexford having the plan in place, having the people that they do have supporting it, and I suppose the county board or, or Wexford GEA wanting to drive the plan on is going to give us a, a, a really good chance. I do think we've a lot of very good people involved, you know, at club and county level. Anyone that I've been speaking to has been hugely engaging. Anyone that's involved with any of the teams or that are really working hard and and want and wanting to be there. The the minors, the twenties, the seniors, like we want to try and ensure that every player that comes through, you know, Wexford GEA is being supported. We're really focused on them as a person as well as being a player, giving them the opportunity to develop, giving them the opportunity to play at the highest level and having everything in place for them there. From a club perspective, I really do feel if we can enhance the coach education system, the buy-in of coach education, it's going to give us a it's going to give us an extra step up in in what we're trying to do and it becomes more natural then throughout throughout the whole the whole county. I would feel that we want to be in a position where we can develop hurling more. Like as was the few questions I kind of have is like can we utilize our facilities more? Like we've so many wall balls, we've indoor areas, we've astros. A lot of counties don't have those. We've loads of lights, like the amount of clubs in the county that have floodlights, you know, they're readily, readily available. And but then we don't hurl now, potentially from now until next until next February or March. Like that's 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 another huge opportunity. Can can our games program be enhanced? You know, from the conversation we've had, yeah, possibly can be. How is it enhanced? I I I don't I don't know the answer, but I definitely do think the plan that's in place, the people that are you know ultimately driving it, and if we can get full buy-in from every club, every school, every person to develop hurling in Wexford, and if that's that it, and that being true, the clubs and counties. I think it's going to put us in a very strong position, but it's going to take everybody. It's not going to take Nile Williams on his own or or anyone else. But I, I do feel that if we can get everyone on board and look, there's going to be issues and there's going to be challenges and there's going to be hurdles. But I think if everybody's working towards that in the best interest of Wexford Hurling, if we're in a position and we talk about KPIs, like we're after contesting, you know, the last two under 20 Leinster finals, like if we're, contest the next two or three Leinster finals in Hurling, we're going to be in a great space. Like Wexford bet Kilkenny in the 2019 Leinster final. Kilkenny have won every Leinster title since. They've contested two All-Irelands. Wexford have bet Kilkenny twice in the last two years. Like we are not that far, far away at all. And I just think if if we can get everyone together, everyone driving it on, I think we're going to have a serious chance in the future. But I suppose it's just going to take everybody. And I suppose that's the development forum is a part of that. And, you know, I, I do think we've a, we, we've a huge opportunity, but there there is there is some obstacles and there is some challenges. But I do think that if we can find the solutions, we'll, it'll, it'll definitely help. What are, what are the main challenges to getting everyone on board with this? 
the main challenges look I, I suppose definitely one I suppose the communication you know like some people might say to have every or oh, Wex will have a high performance plan but not everybody might know what it is so I think if if people see exactly what it is and what's it about that's going to that's going to create buy-in I think getting everyone I suppose to the development forum and to see what people have to say and what they think might might help and progress what what's happening you know I do think the coaching and games department is is really actively working hard consistently to try and ensure that the clubs are supported and the coaches are being supported and if that's happening consistently and regularly that's going to that's going to play huge 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 dividend i suppose you know the, the season and the the jewel the jewel factor i suppose it's it's hard compare and contrast because like we probably are one of the strongest you know from a dual perspective you know there's that that's there you know like that probably is a, is a hurdle because we're so many people playing both and you know does that give us the 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 chance to 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 really excel at one like i remember and i think maybe it was in 2000 and i was fascinated by i think it was saint anne's were actually up playing in a Leinster club championship match against the Westmead champions in 2000, I think. And I think St. Anne's had 14 of their starting team all played the county football final the, the, the week before. And I was like, geez, that's unbelievable now that there's so many of them that play both at, at, at the level. And then sometimes we're compared in contrast to what's happening in, in other counties and they just mightn't have the same challenges. So it's just a matter of trying to figure out exactly what that looks like would be my view. So like just to get it clear, you're you're saying to burst the big balls in this book on her. No, I did I I did <laughs> not say that. <laughs> ah no, it's okay. I can read I can read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, I think I think it's a huge challenge. Like, you know, the 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 amount of games and you know, like sometimes we're compared to what's happening all oh, what are they doing in Cork or what are they doing in Kilkenny and what are they doing somewhere else, but it's not the same challenges. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Okay, we'll move on. Um big weekend of club club action coming up. Um what are your thoughts? Four four quarterfinals in the senior. We're gonna do the, the Nile Williams quadruple bet here. Yes. Yeah, I don't no, right. We've got the Martinson cross the bag value Martin. <laughs> Jesus, Dad, you're really going hard at me here now. I've never are, you allowed, are you allowed uh go against the Martins? I I don't think I I'm allowed, I, I'm for all I'm for all, so I'm not going to be going against any of the clubs. And I think that's fair. You're just looking for, for good games. But what what are your thoughts so far on the senior championship? Apart uh, from the yeah. condensed nature, of course. Yeah. No, I act like like every game week on week, like you can see every team is kind of you know, getting improving, you know, there's a good bit of structure, teams are looking organized, you know, you can see week on week, the teams are learning from one week, bringing it into the next, they're getting familiar with the opposition that they're going to be playing. You know, I think the fact to say that Wexford TV does have all the games, you know, I think that's great for learning for coaches, you know, that they're able to watch the opposition and have access to the games. Like that'd be kind of similar in, in the NFL, you know, you actually nearly have to share your tapes with the team that you're going to play. That that's part of the part of the rules in in the NFL at college level. That 
if you're a college, you have to share your last three games with the team you're going to play because there's a good chance that the that they wouldn't so that you're that you're able to analyze and you're able to look at the ta- tactical work. So I think I think from that perspective, I think it's great. I think some of the games can be intriguing from a from a setup point of view. Like every team has their own way of of playing. But yeah, no, I I think overall over the few weeks, every every game is getting it's good. It's condensed. You don't know who's going to win. Like I imagine the eight teams that are in the senior championship left now, they probably all feel that they're in with a chance of of winning it. And I suppose it's just about getting the run now over the next the next three weeks. And you know, it's probably the survival of the fittest in some ways as well, because it was the week on week nature. You're hoping that no one gets injured or no one gets a card or something like that, because that can that can play a factor. But it'll 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 be an interesting weekend at all levels now, at all levels. As I said, it'd be we were chatting about Gary, you were predicting Askamore had a handy enough game there coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 exactly what I said, Niall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> uh Ben, what about you? You make the predictions. Oh. Huh? Ferns, Ferns are gonna win. Ferns are gonna be, I guess. Yeah. Friend of the pod, Des Maiden won't be happy, but that's what's gonna happen. And the Martins cut cross a big. It's hard to go against the Martins with how strong they are. And they've they've improved their management setup since last year as well, I think. <laughs> um, in fairness to them to have, in fairness to them to have. That they're that as it happens, cutthroat. You don't deliver your gun. Uh Rapparees, they've in, I'd say that's the I think that's the the tie it around. Yeah, that's definitely the tie around. The tie of the round. Will you give us a prediction on that one now? Who are you going for? I'm not going for anybody. But... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the raps there. I think I was disappointed. I was, dis- I was disappointed with uh, with Gory against Saint Anne's. Now I know they were already through, and, and they, they even took Connor McDonald off. I'd say with 15 minutes to go there on uh, on Sunday. But I've, I've been very impressed with the raps. I think Kevin Foley is hurling really well. You know, when you when you've Liam Ryan coming up from full back scoring a couple of points as well in some of the games, it's, it's always nice. I'd edge towards the raps. I think I think uh, I think it will be the tight around, and I think it'll be a, a very close game. That's on Sunday, I think. Is it two them on Sunday? And then Saint Anne's and the shells. I would have picked the shells, but the rare results have gone and top the group and. Shell's finished fourth, so first against fourth, you'd be thinking first most most of the time wins. Yeah, again, I said it'd be a close one. I know, yeah, the edge with the with, with the ends on that. Maybe I'm reading, too, I'm probably reading too much into the game on Sunday between the ends and uh, and Nevena because the ends needed to actually win to be sure going through and Gory wore through. So, but uh, they were they were very impressive, impressive against the wind in the second half. I thought. I still think even uh, the Anns lost one game and that was the Harriers and they had a bereavement only a couple of days before that so it's going to be understandable yeah. that their heads weren't exactly in the game. The relegation final, has that been played this weekend? No, the weekend after. Weekend after. Okay. Yeah, the Friday night after. Friday we won't week. ask you about that one then, Niall, who you want to get relegated. <laughs> no, no. 
So, well, well, thanks for your predictions anyway, Niles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, you give, did you give one? No, no. no. <laughs> right, here, here's your prediction. Cloban and Ascomar. Yeah, yeah, Niles, what's your prediction there? Well, going off, Gary, you'd have, you'd have to say Ascomar, but I think... <laughs> I think the ball are coming in a good run of form. All right, that's all we needed for for the dressing room. Thanks, Lyle. No matter. <laughs> yeah, we we'll leave the rest of the we we'll leave the rest of the intermediate games. Unless you want to give your thoughts, Gary. No, no, I'll stay out of it. Maybe for the best. I, I'll keep the head down. All right. Thank you very much, Nile, for joining us. Damien Fitzhenry is the best at what he did to ever play with unquestionably was the best to ever was. Mike Ward, like he was just so good. He's the greatest. He's the best. A magician. I'm the youngest of the 15. Uh, nine brothers and five sisters. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I ever played, but you know, I'd say, say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien. Thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks to Niall for joining us. Good to see what he, what he does, I suppose, Gary. Yeah, what he does and what the plans are in place, and it's good to know that he's happy with the plans that are in place, and he sees that, you know, we're ahead of some of the counties. It was nice to see our old buddy Shane Tompkins being interviewed on Wexford GA TV at the weekend, wasn't it? Uh, it was, yeah, especially from, from an Ask More perspective, because usually they interview the winner of the match, which we were, which was nice to get and much needed. It's I just it was strange considering we have so much trouble getting him and then he just Wexford GA asked him once and he's in. That's I I you know it didn't go unnoticed, Ben. It didn't go unnoticed. Anyway, he couldn't make it this time because uh, he told me he's actually he's actually going on live line with Joe Duffy tomorrow. He said, "Oh, what's his issue?" So he's he didn't wouldn't tell me, but he said he's prepping, he's prepping, and he's going to be. He wants to turn, you know, no stone unturned for the for his discussion. Says he's going to change things big time. You listening out for that? Yeah, so. I'll be listening. Hope it goes well for him. Anyway, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. Oh, boy. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pace. Hello, Wexford!